Welcome to the FinGen Show. I'm your host, Ferris Alami, and today I'm excited to have another guest uh, with a cool story, Maris uh, Gabahart. I hope I said that correctly. Thank you for being with us today. This episode is brought to you by Connecting Dots Globally. It's a nonprofit that empowers youth in entrepreneurship and STEM learning by understanding global culture and launching a business globally. Maris, thanks for being here. Thank you, Ferris. I'm absolutely delighted and it's been long in waiting. And so we're, we're finally here and I'm excited to talk to you. I know we played the phone tag uh, for a while and you were traveling, I was traveling. So it's uh, we're now settled, I think, for at least a couple of weeks. <laughs> for now. <laughs> so maybe you could tell the audiences with us today, uh, who who is Maris and what do you do and what what are you doing now? What, do you, what have you done? What are you doing now? Right. Well, that's actually kind of a loaded question in the world of meditation, because the central question through most lineages of meditation is, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? So I'm not my birth order. I'm not my bank account. I'm not my culture, my my race, my creed, my sexuality, my profession even. Um, so as it turns out, over years and years of meditating, and I even had a woman speak to me the other day, and she was kind of channeling some information about me. And she said, what's coming to me, and this I had discovered about three years ago, you are light. So that's who I am. I am light. <laughs> but for the more concrete answer, Ferris, thank you for asking. Um, my name is Maris Gebhardt, founder of Opulent Mindfulness, a corporate meditation platform for delivering um, best-in-class meditation for the stressed-out worker in today's hybrid workplace. Uh, we've been doing an online meditation studio for about one year exactly now and thrilled to announce that we're moving to a new platform where we can record and build packages and have evergreen content that people can subscribe to going forward. Um, but yeah, I've been working in the corporate space for my entire career. And then about six years ago, I jumped from selling software to guiding meditation in the tech space. So I was always a yoga teacher for about 22, 23 years, never wanted to fully do that, but it was a nice um, hobby on the side. And of course I integrated that into my lifestyle. And then now the meditation is all I can do. It's all I know. It's all I want to do. And so it seems that it's needed. Yeah. I mean, when I was reading that uh, with on your application that you sold software in a corporate structure to jump into yoga, it seemed like such a different world. Would you help us understand what got you? I mean, I know after you watched, you know, in your application, you mentioned about watching uh, some show on it that allowed you to think that, but I'm curious to hear like, what was that moment that you felt it's time for me to jump ship, to jump ship. It's time for me to leave all of this yeah. awesomeness that structure around you to have this no structure whatsoever, maybe. Right. So what brought me to yoga was when I was living in Boston, boy, 22 years ago. And I met a guy and he said, you've got to come to this yoga class with me. So I did. And then 9-11 hit and I was laid off. And so I turned to yoga. I was doing yoga at a beautiful studio in Cambridge um, about six days a week. And so that's when I really got it into my rhythm, into my pattern. And I'd always been a dancer and a gymnast and a runner. So it naturally fit with everything and plus very psychological. And I like the metaphysical considerations in, world, in the world. 
Um, and so my progression to become a teacher was really fast. I was kind of fast tracked to like, I've got to teach, I've got my voice. I want people to hear it this way. And maybe they can tap into their own being and bodies and spirit um, through this practice if I guide them with what I think they need to hear. And then of course, um, selling software alongside that yoga practice all those years. Um, I have my uh, another ex-boyfriend to thank for catapulting me into meditation specifically because I was in such an anxious state and I just felt really traumatized in that relationship. So I knew for myself, I wasn't going to turn to medication. I turned to meditation for my healing, soothing, um, uplifting, get me into safety and beyond, right? Ultimately to thrive, not just merely survive. And so I stayed on that track and it's, I've never looked back. And um, thank you to the ex for pushing me in that direction and ciao, bye-bye. Uh, but now I feel a really happy and powerful life in front of me. Wow, what an interesting story. I mean, it's always fascinating how we end up being entrepreneurs, let's say, in just different ways. And although the seed might have been there in you to be an entrepreneur for a long time, just the different timing and the watering of it, uh, of when it came through, it's just hard to tell. And it sounds like there were a couple of pushes that got you to be yeah. here to be here today. This is awesome. And now you've been doing this now full time for how long? Yeah, so about six, five, six years, five and a half years. Um, but what actually pushed me out of the corporate space and into doing my own business was um, 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper interviewing John Kabat-Zinn. So JKZ is kind of his short name. And he's the founder of mindfulness here in the West, 30, 40 years, hooking people up to nodes in their brain at UMass Amherst and noticing how stress in the brain impacts our cellular well-being or not. So dis-ease, ill health. Um, and so they were on a silent retreat in Northern California with all these uh, Silicon Valley tech execs, silent, no phones, no devices, no technology. And that's when the light bulb went on. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is what I have to do. Meditation in the tech space. And then of course, beyond many verticals, but that was what really pushed me over the edge. I, I've, in the moment, in the, immediately in that moment, I knew that was my calling. Wow. Um, yeah. I want to dig into that. So, you know, there are obviously all kinds of ups and downs I'd love to hear. So let's just take a short break and we'll be right back after these short messages. Thank you. Welcome back, everyone. And thanks for being with us. Um, what a story, Maris. So, you know, I, when I read that, that the, you watched the show and you jumped, I mean, clearly to me, most people, it looked like at the surface, you just jump chipped right in there. But the truth is, it's been evolving, right? You've had all kinds of stops that got you here. And through this journey, you know, the last five or six years, I'm sure that there have been ups and there have been downs and sometimes maybe the same moments. <laughs> and there'll yeah. continue to be ups and downs all the time. I'd love to hear from you, maybe one of your moments where you felt really down and you felt the world is ending. What are you doing? Get back into sailing you know, software or something like that. Uh, and I know it might've been multiple, just share with us maybe one of those specifics and give us those details with it. Right, right. So you really must believe very deeply in the work, the practice, the purpose of the work, your calling towards the work and the need for the work. And you must really love it. So that trifecta, is it necessary? Do they love it? Am I good at it? Um, so I knew all those prongs had been fulfilled, but 
always there's self-doubt. When clients fall off, you're like, oh no, maybe this is a sign that it's not working. And then that's the moment where you say, no, I believe even more. And then bigger things come. And so you tune in and say, maybe I need to tweak it a little bit. Maybe the message isn't right. The platform isn't right. Maybe everything is right. It just takes more time. So to be honest, you know, we're always in this questioning state so that we can be improving um, and, you know, fueled a little bit by self-doubt. But ultimately, we know that negative reinforcement is unhelpful. Worry is unhelpful. So positive belief, surrounding yourself with people who believe in you, and then just do more giving in the space. I'll conclude with that. So, so yeah, no, no, thank you for that. No, can you give us, so is, is the one example you're saying is when clients signed off is where you felt maybe it's ending and this is where you re, yes. re-examined? Yes. Fantastic. No, that's helpful because I always want to make sure that I leave the listeners with something specific, right? So you lost a client that maybe was paying you significant amount or something, and then you felt the world is ending, but in the same moment, you felt the world needs to hear more of this. And that's right. what <laughs> Yes. Good. So at the same token, the other side, I'm sure there were times where you felt you're touching the sky. Everything is working. <laughs> maybe even beyond the sky. Uh, what were maybe one of those specific moments where you felt this is it? This is awesome. It's working. And now it's like, let's just keep rolling. Yeah. So I had a very special moment um, thanks to an incredible corporate wellness platform called Exuberancy when I was living in New York City. And they asked me to do this job. And I just felt so honored to be asked. And it was an Airbnb experience. So, you know, you can stay at Airbnbs, but they also were kind of rolling out a a pilot program about doing experiences on the platform. And so I got to teach meditation at sunrise at the top of the rock. And it was one of the most magnificent moments of my lifetime. I'm like, I have arrived. Of course, and then you come down the elevator and you're like, oh, here's the real world. And you know, grinding on the concrete of New York City. But um, so that was more, that was a crescendo moment that will always remain in my head. But every single day from that point forward, I've had incredible interactions where, especially when I'm offering to give it in the form of service. So without pay, pro bono, doors just open this way. Speaking to the youth, um, this weekend I did um, a worldwide symposium for a group of uh, high schoolers from all around the world and speaking on wellness and meditation and mindfulness. And man, that was an eye opener and a beautiful celebration of all those beings. So um, yeah, I'd have to say that it keeps happening. <laughs> That's awesome. No, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, it's powerful to hear. I'm always humbled to hear that when you do something even for free, how much more rewarding it is for, for the person than it is when you get oh, dollars in yes. exchange, right? I was the one who was gifted for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, well. Clearly, we can keep you here all day, uh, but I, you know, I want to make sure I'm respectful of your time. And we try to do this within 10 minutes because I know people who are listening can easily listen for hours, uh, but I appreciate them taking the 10 minutes to digest and debug entrepreneurship myths, as well as meet actual real entrepreneurs doing cool things all over the world. You're today where? Well, you're based somewhere else today, right? You're not in the U.S.? Happen to be in Umbria, Italy, where the sun is setting and it's just the most beautiful warm sky I've ever seen. Yeah, it's almost the same here in Michigan. It's just a little snow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's all about your perspective. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe uh, one of the questions I like to ask is, looking back where you are today, what would you tell yourself six years ago? And I know it's really hard because your your mind has evolved, obviously, with Tam about your business. Your who you are today is probably not the same person that you were five or six years ago. So, if someone's starting today, or if you were to go back and tell yourself something that you wanted to know, whether you acted on or not. What would that one thing you would tell them to be or do or say? I would say that your entire life has been a path towards this. Once you discover your purposeful work, your entrepreneurial drive and that ambition where all of your energy feels channeled and you can't be stopped. Your entire life has been paving the way for that path. So it's important to notice and pick up a common thread in each of those you know, broken roads or broken relationships or failed adventures or failed um, projects, try to draw a common theme from each of those that was valuable that could start to piece together your story that is more contiguous uh, and purposeful that led you to where you are now. So believe in the failures to have been serving you along the way. Love it. Thank you so much for taking time and thank you so much for your insights and thank you for so much for opening up and being vulnerable with us. I appreciate you doing that. I'm delighted next there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Till the next show, I'm your host, Ferris Alami, and uh, talk to you soon.